All right. All right, guys, welcome back to the Fitness and Philosophy Podcast. My name is Robbie Gustin, and I'm joined by James Fitzgerald. And today we're going to be talking about simplicity and fitness. James, how are you doing today? I'm good, thank you. How are you doing? Good, good. Um, I think this episode, the form is going to follow the uh, the topic a little bit where, you know, sometimes our outlines are, are very big and, you know, mm. we, we, we get to a lot of it, but not always all of it. And this one, I thought we'll keep it a little bit more simple and straightforward. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well done. Well done. So, yeah, it's a, uh, it's a very interesting topic. And I think it's one that we've uh, touched on in a number of different ways, going all the way back, even to the, um, the autonomy episode where, I know you've mentioned this in other contexts before, but I think that was the first time we really discussed this notion of, you know, is fitness just walking and picking up rocks? And what are the implications uh, of that for the fitness individual and the fitness coach and the fitness uh, industry at large? So uh, today we'll be talking about the general notion of simplicity, which is a very important one, not just in um everyday life, but also in philosophy and science and then how that applies to fitness. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Let's be on our way. So always good to start with the definition. So just a straightforward um, you know, breakdown of what the word means. Uh, simplicity, the quality or condition of being easy to understand or do. So when you read that, you know, immediately the first thing that struck me was there's both an intellectual and a practical element to it. Um, the intellectual element will come in when we talk about science and about, you know, theoretical entities and hypotheses. Um, but then of course the, it's not just easy to understand, but the doing element, which of course will be relevant for fitness and health and nutrition and and those types of things. Um, normally this is a good thing, but it can have a pejorative connotation, not necessarily the word simplicity, but like at least in American English, to call someone simple is not uh, is not necessarily a nice thing to say. Um, so I think one of the things that would that was going to be interesting to discuss today is this notion of how how desirable is this? How far do we want to go with it? Can there be pejorative connotations to it? Um, can there be negative elements to to simplicity? Yeah, well? or try to find different uh, or just various different languages to describe um what simple is yeah absolutely so to start out with just a few different things from different aspects of life so i'm you know a big time apple junkie have been for i don't know 20 25 years um you know apple became famous for taking technology that was extremely complicated on the back of the house side of things and making extraordinarily simple on the front of the house side of things. And that's one of the keys to their success. The fact that a, you know, a two-year-old could use multi-touch on an iPad or an iPhone or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, however, uh, Johnny Ive, who was kind of Apple's design chief for a very long time and did a lot of really great things um, for a long time, like Apple laptops were ridiculed because they came out with these keyboards that were like butterfly keyboards. And they were like, simpler and more elegant, but they sucked, Um, you know, fewer ports and like, they just went back to uh, having more ports. So this is all just an entree into something people might be familiar with where like, 
there's that Einstein quote, everything should be as simple as it can possibly be, but not simpler. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. there's that dichotomy of like simplicity can be a good thing, but it can also um, have negative connotations. Um, there are also certain things that people are probably familiar with in life. You know, Marie Kondo in the past few years has become famous or infamous, however you want to call it for this notion of like, if it doesn't spark joy in your life, get it out of your house or your apartment or something like that. Mm. Uh, there's the book, uh, Essentialism, The Disciplined Pursuit of Less. And I think we're all familiar with the idea of like trying to just get rid of what's unnecessary or superfluous um, in, one's, in one's life. Mm-hmm. So. Um, and then lastly, and perhaps most importantly for our discussion, there's uh, simplicity as it relates to philosophy and science. So probably the most famous one that, that most people are familiar with, even if they don't know what it's called, is Occam's razor. Um, and the idea here is that there should be no more um, assumption, no more assumptions should be made than necessary. So don't moti- multiply theoretical entities without good cause or use. Don't, don't add hypotheses without you know, them doing some explanatory work. So for example, if, if gravitation can explain why an apple falls t- towards the earth, why posit something extra to do the job, whether it's a, a deity or an extra force, like the causes that we posit should be both true and sufficient to explain the phenomena. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard that used numerous times um, more recently too, through COVID times for uh, early treatment scenarios and vaccines. It came up in that conversation and uh, the, you know, the, the polarity as well of uh, the age discrepancies and who has higher percentage chance of dying from COVID. I heard that, you know, in that kind of conversation um, as being, you know, very challenging philosophical, current philosophical challenge and, you know, and debate, I guess you could say, um, as well as uh, I've heard it probably, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say that you would need to remember this, but there's some been re- some really strong, you know, uh, more morality debates uh, on a, you know, objective morality, um, and this has come up. I remember in the conversation, and I can't recall how that would have like landed in there, but um, I've heard it in, in that uh, as well. Um, and it could be, you know, as a side note to that particular kind of argument or conversation, but uh, yeah, it's good to. It's good to revisit and it's good that uh, um, you could uh, uh, educate our listeners as well as myself on how with different kinds of uh, ideas that is used. Yeah. yeah and I think, um, I, I think it's, it's something, it's something important to recognize as a saying or a phrase, but I think in a lot of ways it's akin to, uh, sorry, you, disappeared there for a second um yeah uh it's, it's something akin to uh do no harm in the hippocratic oath mm. where you know it, it sounds great in theory it's it's a great like one-liner yeah but you know they're the important the devil's in the details right the important aspects of it come when we actually get down to philosophical brass tacks about what does that actually mean and what does it really mean to make something simple and to not not feign hypotheses and, and things like that so yeah because i was reading up on um um william of Ockham, uh where of, of you know it was a 
English Franciscan friar, um, although he never used those words. Um, sometimes the phrase is inaccurately paraphrased as the simplest explanation is usually the best one. Um, and that's, that's how they reduced even the language down of that particular thing. And I could see just to your last point there, how you can get into trouble in numerous different ways, depending upon the context of it. But I think that's going to get at the heart of the questions that you're going to in future here ask uh, uh, of us for the conversation and fitness, as well as these, you know, real big topics that we're only using as a, as a, you know, big topics, meaning philosophy and science, right? These are, these are big things to like, just placate simplicity in there. Um, but is, uh, is back to your previous words uh, of uh the, the word understanding it because and and I and I wrote down that there's understanding things and there's doing things and then there's like being very technical and scientific about things and it's not only those three areas but when it comes down to the understanding thing I think that's where we're going to have an interesting discussion for uh, let's call it policy or politics of language when I, when I say things like simple, make it simple, you know, uh, the, the large reason why, you know, I'm giving, I'm giving up my, my intentions right now before we get there, it's, uh, is on the conversation of understanding. Well, what is true understanding of something? And if you're going to get people to start picking into this understanding of something, then sometimes making it as simple as possible is going to certainly help. Yeah. And I think it goes back to a discussion that we had, I think, on one of the calls with Brandon, where we were talking about, um, you know, maybe from a practical perspective, we need to be able to explain things to people in, in simple terms about what they should do or try to explain, you know, blood sugar balance and as easy to understand language as possible. However, we do get into an interesting discussion. Like we, we don't want to like just because it's desirable to be able to explain to a gen general population person in easy to understand language, which is a good thing, doesn't mean the subject itself is, sim is simple, right? Like sure. immunolo immunology is complicated. Quantum mechanics is complicated. And like, it's, it's cool and nice when we can come up with analogies to try and convey this better. And I think that's the mark of a good teacher in a lot of ways. But on the flip side, we want to be careful not to like say, well, the subject should be simple one. No, the subject should be the subject. You know yeah. I mean? If we're talking about the subject versus, uh, you know, the person or, or the person that, that, uh, is actually most affected by it. Um, and I think that's where, like, I was trying to give an example, you know, it's, there's probably lots of reasons to make, um, physics at its highest level, really complex and in its truth and being super complex. Um, you know, but, but what, you know, how important is that knowledge of complexity uh, to the person who, you know, who, who really doesn't spend any of their time in that particular endeavor of, of, you know, of being like, oh, is it complex? Well, does it really matter if it's complex? Oh, well, well it is to the, in the eyes of the people who are inside of that talking about those things, you know what I'm saying? And this is where, you know, I think in some areas, depending upon context is where I generally try to view it through the lens of the person who is trying to start and understand fitness and is trying to find a way in uh, to make that, to make that um, 
consistent and to, you know, pull in all these things of consistency and rhythm and, you know, and those characteristics. Yeah. And that, I mean, that's a very good point. And I mean, you know, physics is an excellent example of something that while very complex, isn't really relevant at a practical level to most people, whereas fitness and, and health and, uh, you know, BLGs are. So yeah, I can definitely see the, uh, the dichotomy there. Yeah. And then we can, you know, have a more nuanced argument of, well, where does nutrition, you know, where, and let's not call it nutrition, let's call it, you know, the assimilation and uh, metabolic activity of an organism once nutrients are inside the gut, you know, like, let's just call that nutrition, right? Uh, to, to people who think about, you know, think about that all the time, or, you know, are trying to figure out those things, it's quite a complex endeavor to understand all the things that are inside of it, right? Right. And it now becomes more nuanced when we say, well, is it like physics then when you go out to the public? Is it really simple? Well, you know, again, it comes down to, do you want the public to understand it? And do you want people to like be able to look at it with as much simplicity as possible, which we know even the people that are in there talking about all these complex things know is probably some really good steps. So I think that's more of a nuanced one in the nutrition area. Yeah. Oh yeah. I totally agree. Like biochemistry, organic chemistry, functional immunology, like these are advanced topics and, you know, we should do what we can practically to help people understand and get on their way um, from like an eating perspective. But yeah, there's that dichotomy between like, what is the nature of the subject matter itself versus what do we practically need to do to talk to a, a client or an individual? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so famous examples from science here, you know, to take kind of the two gigantic pillars from physics, Newton and Einstein. So Newton from the Principia, rule one, we are to admit no more causes of natural things than such as both as are both true and sufficient to explain their appearances. Um, and then there's another quote, nature is pleased with simplicity and affects not the pomp of super, superfluous causes. So, I mean, a lot of what Occam and Newton are getting at is, you know, with, you know, you can have discussions around, well, was, was Descartes metaphysically superfluous with the entities that he posited was, was Plato and, you know, these, these other um, philosophers, but part of what they're trying to do is just cut out the metaphysical fluff, cut out the, the junk that um, people are using to posit and explain things that don't do really any explanatory work. Mm -hmm. Um, Einstein, the grand aim of all science is to cover the greatest possible number of empirical facts by logical deductions from the smallest possible number of hypotheses or axioms, this notion of simple principles. And then one that I added just, uh, just earlier this morning that I had forgotten about and looking up where it comes from, people aren't sure whether someone paraphrased it from Einstein or whether Einstein actually said it, but it's widely attributed to Einstein, which is everything should be as simple as it as can be, but not simpler. Um, and then there's a famous uh, example from uh, chemistry uh, of, of how this works. So for a long time before people understood that combustion was caused by oxygen, there was this theoretical entity called phlogiston, um, kind of famous in the history of science for like wacky name. Like a superhero. Yeah, right. Uh, wacky name thing that turned out to be just a load of BS and, uh, you know, people would say, well, 
if phlogiston plays no explanatory role and we can explain everything by oxygen and all these other factors, like what's it doing there? So that that's that's kind of an example of like Occam's razor, where it's like, why are we multiplying theoretical entities if they don't have any explanatory role yeah. in the situation? So I'm glad you explained that because reading to the notes, I uh, I had no idea. So I was uh, the the pure student in that explanation. Yeah, sorry about that. I should have done a typed up a no, little bit more. No, uh, that's good. I'm, I was excited about uh, learning on the fly. Uh, another another example from physics is uh, the ether. So before Einstein came along, there was this who knows what something medium through which light and magnetism would propagate throughout like the cosmos. Like there wouldn't be like a vacuum, a complete absence of some sort of substance and uh, people would do experiments to try to show the existence of the ether. And then eventually it came to uh, through Einstein and others came to be seen that there, there is no such entity. This yeah. plays no explanatory role or, or power. Um, so, you know, it was, it was kind of tossed aside. So, so the really interesting philosophical question um, that, that I think is relevant for the fitness and simplicity discussion as well is epistemologically is this the way we approach things or is it metaphysically true of the world so to break that down into like plain english it's basically asking do we as humans just like things to be simple and we're imposing that form like on the world as we navigate and go through physics or fitness or what have you or is it metaphysically true of the world is it is it actually a feature of the world independent of of us um you know, so do humans have a natural propensity for simple theories over others? And that's why we gravitate towards them. Is that kind of a bias on our end? Or is that a reflection of the way things actually um, are in the world? So to give just one famous example from the history of philosophy, uh, Leibniz and, and other famous philosophers believed in something called the principle of sufficient reason, which is this idea that for everything that exists in the world, there's some specific reason why it is that way rather than some other way. And they use this to derive a bunch of things. But Kant and others came along and said, well, that's certainly a feature of how we try to investigate the world. We try to ask that question of the world, but that doesn't mean that there is such a reason, right? It doesn't mean mm -hmm. that they're metaphysically out there is, is such a reason. So we always have to ask ourselves like with simplicity, is it just that aesthetically, or theoretically, we find this pleasing about looking at certain things, or is this actually a feature of the way the world is or, or should be? So yeah, I think it's it's huge. It's got a lot to do with context and the way I see it, depending upon the particular topic. Because I can see how you know some people find certainty and and uh, less anxiety or neuroticism in in seeing trying to see things as simple as possible. Um, you know, I was just reading more so on uh, individualism and hyper-individualism and hyper-individualism in the new technological age. Um, and uh, I, I totally, totally get it that in that context of hyper-individualism in the technological age and reading Martin Gurry's book now, Revolt of the Public, you know, it, 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 it does make sense, you know, why, uh, to your point, that, uh, you know, humans may strive for that simplicity for numerous different reasons. Um, we may end up in a, in a camp or a tribe or a belief 
because it's it's really simple, you know, and be, because, but you got to say, well, why is that the case? Is it because it is simple or is it because things are perceived to be really complex, right? And this is the, this is, I think the current rub, you know, it's always that interesting philosophical point of like, we're in the special times, 2022, but it's this, it's this current time of just unbelievable uh, attacks <laughs> to, uh, to all humans on information. There's just so much, you know, there's so much, even, even we're trying to do this almost, you know, you can't see me, but I'm like, I'm withholding the onslaught of it. Right. It's like, we're trying even, we even have like technology, which like, like even Google's new shit with Facebook more recently. Right. It's like, uh, 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 you know, stop. Um, so I think it's got, uh, I think, yeah, I think it's contextual really. Um, yeah, it really is contextual. Yeah. And I mean, to your point, I mean, this is certainly the case today with a lot of religions. And if you just look at kind of the history and sociology of religion and like times of greater complexity, the ones that are, you know, to take just one example um, for a long time in Judaism, you know, conservative Judaism for about a hundred years was a pretty popular form of Judaism, but it was kind of this mm, uh, middle ground between you know, orthodoxy and reform. And it kind of occupied this um, area that was uh, nebulous between like the more stringent stuff and the more um, maybe reform stuff. And now today, some of the most popular forms of Judaism are like, you know, Hasidism. And I mean, really like it's black or it's white. Yeah. And it's not just within Judaism, it's other religions too, where it's like, give me the answer. Mm -hmm. What is this? subtlety is intolerable complexity Mm -hmm. is intolerable and again this is where i think you know like you said it's contextual we've we've got to talk about what we mean by simplicity but like simplicity has a very good side but it can also have a dark side too where it's like we try to get simplicity out of things that are not inherently simple because we don't like sitting with the grayness of things and that's that's problematic i think yeah yeah, and the and the you know the nuance of uh, the project of of you know movement from complexity to simplicity is is really threatening and just a big challenge to a lot of people's brains. You know, um, the uh, like the just because it's more recent to what I I've, I've been thinking about or digging into, and I wrote a couple of them down just because not to pick on each particular topic, but it just illuminates this point that, you know, poverty, right? So uh, poverty and more local, you know, poverty instances. So, um, and in this mesh of poverty, obesity, and morality um, is is all connected in, you know, I'm just pointing here, but it's in my local area. I'm, I'm part of a organization called uh, Fair for All. And I'm also part of uh, an organization of, uh, of uh, it's called care, which is clinical obesity for uh, a young population in the Phoenix area. Um, and all those people, all those, con- there's a lot of connectors in there of those three particular el- elements, right? Poverty, obesity, and morality, morality in different ways. I have to explain it a little further, but, but those are, I can understand why, you know, in any camp that comes into that, no matter how you see things, 
you want to make it simple, right? You want to make the solution to all those things fairly simple, right? And depending upon how you're coming in to look at it, um, just to just to be a little bit more, not to sound like a, uh, someone who's in the argument of that opposite can't be just mentioned, but I sometimes understand why, you know, I don't know the dark side of it, but I understand why some people with good intentions want to make it simple because the, the, the take it from the complex level that it's like, you know, it becomes actually becomes sad. Like I'm, I'm saying sad because, you know, the obesity one is an example for these young, cause it's a young Latino population here in Phoenix that is basically generally the group of individuals that get, gets looked at for this. And, and I, I never leave there being happy. I never leave there being like, Oh, there's a ray of hope and all this work and these ideas and et cetera is, is cause, cause you get into reality of what just really how complex it is. And uh, so th they're just, you know, I'm just, I'm just speaking about uh, being empathetic to the, to the good intention folks that want to pump the simplicity horn uh, just for reasons that it's just like, gosh, you know, maybe that's one answer. Maybe, maybe the simplicity thing is, is one answer to fixing those big, big things. Yeah. And I think, I mean, it totally depends on like what endeavor we're talking about, right? Like there's simplicity yeah. with, you know, religion, let's say, where it's like, I don't want to have to deal with the grays in life. Uh, uh, you know, mm -hmm. uh, not, not so sure about that one. I can, I can understand the desire for it, but, um, yeah. but then, you know, to what you were talking about, well, there's simplicity in the sense of like, um, Hey, how do I just like eat to be healthy and to, mm. you know, to, to live a healthy, happy life. And something else I just thought about, you know, that's kind of a contrast too, where we could call both simple, but one, I think you and I would both agree is a bit problematic, whereas the other is a bit uh, more helpful and, and not problematic is, you know, the BLG is being fairly simple, you know, rhythm and, and sleep and, you know, eat quality food and move your body and, and things like that. But then, you know, uh, something I'll hear people say all the time is, well, I, I love the fact that I can go to a, a CrossFit class and not have to think, right? It's simple. Mm -hmm. It's all written up on the board and the coach tells me what to do. And so yeah. I guess getting clear on like what we mean by. What we mean by simple, really. Yeah, what we mean by and, simple. Yeah. And who are we talking about? Yeah. Like who's the, yeah. Who's the person that's, uh, that's making those statements or that. Yeah. And I think that's why I, I feel better by landing on your initial words of understanding it. You know, I think if that's what you're, if that's what I'm going to use as like, a, as my, my way of, uh, you know, uh, you know, being a prophet for the, <laughs> for the simple plan is uh, it's like what I just believe is going to be the initial steps to, to get people to understand things, you know, especially if I, by pump simplicity hard. That's generally the main intentions behind it. Um, you know, and I explain that clearly. I, I don't, I don't come in just pumping my horn saying that I really benefit a whole lot from simplicity, you know, as a, as a, you know, people could, people could pick on that one. Right. IE like, it's just a whole meta thing to make money off complex education, <laughs> but I'm, I'm pretty forthright. And I was like, <laughs> It is what it is. Like things have evolved to this period of time based on what I thought to be like the optimal method to help people, you know, and here we are over zoom calls and six months and, uh, uh, you know, a ton of an investment for an individual, um, to hopefully recognize that, yeah, there could be some really simple things that could get people moving because, because 
um, at least you're getting them to understand it, to start the process of understanding, right? So um, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it sounds like, but maybe you could, maybe you could be the, um, uh, you know, can we create a little bit more clarity to it or is it, is it tough to do that? Or are we just going to say that, you know, it, it's contextual, you know? Um, no, I mean, I, I think specifically for the purpose of like fitness, that's that, you know, I think it gets a little bit harder when you try to do one broadly across different domains, but with regard to fitness. Yeah. I mean, I think the most people can get on board with the notion of like, yeah, we should try, especially when someone's at the beginning to make these principles as straightforward to understand and implement um, as possible. And I, I think I, I think I mentioned something about this in a previous episode. I forget which one, but there's this great wired video series where they have um, an expert explain gravitation to like a five-year-old, a 13-year-old, a 20-year-old, uh, a grad student, and then like an expert in the field. And like, I, I think I think we can all agree from a practical perspective, both for like fitness and nutrition that, you know, not, not saying that an adult who comes to you is a five-year-old, but, but like that you should try to explain things in such a way that are relatively straightforward and simple to understand and to do and that there are ultimately higher levels to maybe go to but at least at the start it's important to couch things in terms of simplicity yeah yeah well that you know that's the that resonates with me because i have uh you know been through the practice now of um you know thousands of you know iterations of explaining fitness right to people <laughs> Uh, I think I should be, have a better job of that number, but it's thousands. It's in the thousands of like talking to another human and seeing that human do the aha moment, like numerous times. Right. <laughs> and then refining that and then refining it to tell coaches about that also with my doing it to my wife. Right. Um, and I, 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 I give that example as well as to my girls, because I think it does come down to that as a, as a topic you know, as a topic, uh, fitness could be said to be extremely complex because of the previous things I'd mentioned, sharing of information, historical context, the research that goes into it, the 50 years of investigation, et cetera, et cetera, all that stuff. Right. Um, but when it comes down to Hannah, my 15 year old, understanding it and doing it and then seeing her light up the other night when we went to the gym and she always rehashes to me prior to us training uh what the patterns are so she's got that lick now right but when she realized wow my pulling pattern is so much better than my pushing pattern do you see like that that in itself you got to say well how how did how did that come how did that come to existence right and that came to existence with, of course, you'd have to do your investigation of it, but with a, a lot of simplicity, you know, I had to make it the context of what I know to be true in terms of the, the years that I've spent on investigating fitness, right? Because it seems very complex for that all that time, right? So the topic is complex, but when it comes down to the understanding and the doing, I think that's where I'm going to land is that, you know, simplicity is the win. Simplicity for the win. Yeah, I, I think there's a lot to that, definitely. Um, one last thing to uh, talk about before we get into fitness, health, and simplicity is 
we've talked about this a little bit already and just just something to keep in the back of our minds as we discuss it is you know a potential fetish fetishization yeah fetishization of simplicity um you know so uh i think i mentioned before that like my mom owns like 80 percent of the great courses and you know we're both you know now she mean you know just just to clarify she's not the owner of she owns no no no, no. like well yeah and, and i should have said like 80 percent at like one point in history because they keep people would be expecting a far better social media display i know right? yeah. philosophy podcast oh, if oh your mom gosh. owned 80 percent of the great course <laughs> yeah that would be no 80 percent of the course catalog yeah i'd like a five percent retainer on every one that's sold <laughs> um so i mean she and i you know, she, she teaches like legal history for adult ed classes. I mean, we're, we're both very much into, um, you know, teaching and explaining things in such a way that can be understood. And as much as I've always been a fan of that, and I, I still am a fan of that, I've, I've always had a little bit of a disagreement with her when it comes to this notion that any topic can be explained simply. Mm. That, that one, I, that one, I don't know about that one. I don't know about, I, yeah. I, I, I like, there are, there are topics that just genuinely admit of complexity. And I think a good teacher should be able to give you analogies and help you get into it as best you can. But like, there are things that are just by their very nature, categorically not simple. Mm -hmm. Uh, There are others that, that are, and and that's okay. That's not good or bad, but it's just something to um, keep in mind. So it, it gets to the next point, which is, are there certain endeavors that we engage in that just don't admit of simplicity the same way? Others do, you know, quantum mechanics being one, functional immunology uh, being another, and you know, I'm, I'm sure there are plenty others. Um, but you know, may, maybe it's such that fitness and health do admit of more simplicity than others, and maybe that's why we should try to keep them simple. But I, I, I would take issue with someone. I would take issue with someone saying like generalized. Yeah, generalized. Yeah. Anything can be explained in simple terms. Like, mm, yeah. not exactly. Not exactly. Yeah. Yeah, not yeah, I agree. Not anything. I can. I'm. I'm not going to step in her shoes, but I could kind of understand the 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 you know the the moral goals of the educator, right? The classic right. educator, right? That's the that's the big thing because I'm not I'm not, not going to speak for her, but this is the way I see it is because we just see so much, so many people who get thwarted or stopped because it wasn't explained in somewhat of a simplistic form. Like they can't even make the first steps, you know what I'm right. saying? So I, you know, the statement, I would agree with you. It's got to be some context to that, but I, I do understand. Yeah. It's about, it's about the explanation. So maybe, maybe, you know, we can change her comment to, to, you know, not anything, maybe, maybe anything like there should be an attempt. <laughs> there should be an attempt at trying to explain everything as being simple. <laughs> yeah. You know, it doesn't yeah. mean it's going to be simple, right? Because it depends upon who's looking at it or who's listening, et cetera. But um, it's a, it's an admirable attempt, you know? And I mean, just take my point for fitness, right? You know, uh, patterns and paces, right? It takes 30 years to like, you know, be like, eh, you know, ring, ring, you know, uh, and um and it's, it's, it, again, it's for, it's for the understanding of the person that I think needs to get those first steps, right? It's like, it's the understanding of that. So is it simple? 
well, who, who are you? <laughs> who am I talking to here? <laughs> you know? Um, yeah. And then I think the, there's this gradient issue, I think in our language, right. Of, it seems like simple and complex are just two words, but think of it this way, whatever you're calling simple to complex, right. It's like 30 words in between that describe these gradients. Right. I mean, it's, you know, so, and I think within that there's, this is where this nuance is and yeah, so I agree with you. It's the it's the fund the those fundamental statements are are a little a little questionable. Um, yeah, and uh, what I was thinking is, uh, you know, I thought of another one. Oh, I wrote down um, uh, crypto. You know, like a new <laughs> new currency. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, like we're giggling right now, right? And so I'm sure in some world, whoever that guy was, Shukasami, whatever, Samasami. Um, is like watching in on this giggling, being like, oh, it's so simple. You know, it's like, what? so let's back to your mom's point, right? I think you should try to get to the attempt of explaining it, but let me tell you, <laughs> let me tell you, uh, how do we determine this, you know, um, how do we create a determining factor of, of if, is it simple? I'll just ask. You know, I'll just ask a thousand random people. And let me tell you this, Shazami, whatever your name is, 999 and a half of all those people <laughs> will say it's ridiculously complex. Even the people that are, so, you know what I'm saying? So there'll, there'll be these things that I think come around that um, I think what's more underneath it that we are not trying to find an answer to is, do, do you need to make it complex for, for what you're going to, it's like how it's going to be a part of your everyday life or how you're going to be a part of this. Right. And, uh, and I'm sure there is an attempt. I've actually heard, you know, some people talk eloquently about it, right. Where after the podcast, I was like, I kind of got a little bit of that, you know, it was, like, it was, it was laid out in simple forms, fiat currency and this currency and gold to notes to this. I was like, Okay, you know, <laughs> and then I go to a Wikipedia page. It's like, oh, 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 gosh, you know, I'm lost. Anyways, no, that I mean, that's that's an excellent example where, like, I get I get the smidgens of the smidgens of like, and you know, think about that for a second. Like, both of us are fairly well educated individuals. Like, but th that that to me brings up this important distinction between what we should be trying to do pedagogically as teachers and educators. That's one thing versus mm -hmm. the subject itself. Mm -hmm. So like quantum yep. cryptography, like, cool. If you want to try to explain that as simply as you can, I remember someone asked that like tons of prerequisites to even get there. That's good and that's admirable, but like some subjects do not admit of simplicity. Like, you know, I'll, you know, I'm sure you've heard this before. Like I'll use a bouncer, and the club analogy to explain intestinal permeability. Like, is that a way of getting someone to wrap their head around it? Sure. Mm -hmm. uh, is that, is that an, you know, an accurate representation of what's going on at a fundamental level? Probably not. So, you know, there, there's a difference between what we need to do like as coaches or teachers or educators versus what is the nature of the subject itself in terms of simplicity and complexity. Yeah. I think time has a part to play with that too. You know, like we could use the, uh, uh, idea that in 2085, you know, the crypto will, will, will be, you know, understood pretty easily by uh, nine-year-olds, you know, like they'll be able to hear a simple, maybe, maybe not, but um, 
you know, I was trying to think, was there a time where notes actually <laughs> were a little bit complex? Like, so there's a piece of paper and the paper says, you know, the goal to, <laughs> to notes transition. I was wondering if it was, you know, at those same points in time. So you got to probably believe that, you know, we could come up with other examples that may tie into health and fitness too, right? Like maybe, maybe it was fairly simple because that's what, what the current like repertoire was at the time, right? I can use my examples of the the late eighties and what fitness was then, you know, um, it's based upon what the culture believes is accessible to what this practice is in physical expression. Right. So you can't tell me in 1988, there was like 35 different versions of it. There wasn't, you know, um, and we can go back and look at historical context or, you know, go through my journal of sport history over and over, but, uh, it wasn't available, you know? So, uh, so at that time, you know, I think a good question to ask, which we're not, I'm not, I'm not saying we should get there right away, but um, is, was, was fitness complex then versus is it complex now? And then, uh, and then rummage over that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, one example, that's not a perfect analogy, but, you know, calculus took a long, 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 long time to develop, you know, Newton and Leibniz kind of independently mm-hmm. developed it. And now yeah. it's certainly not, it's certainly not the case that someone in grade school can understand unless they're a prodigy or Good something, example. Yeah. but you know, college and, you know, late high school, depending on how yeah. advanced it is. Yeah. So. yeah. Good example. I had All a right. wonderful calculus instructor. Did you mention? Yeah. Mr. Hunt. Good guy. Interesting subject. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. So now let's talk about fitness, health, and simplicity. So, um, you know, I, I guess one question to start with is what role does simplicity play in fitness and health today? So part of the story, you know, James, that you've, you've been putting forward that I think is very helpful and, and useful here is simplicity within fitness and health. And, you know, as a counter to, Complexity, which, you know, is typically used, maybe not exclusively, but uh, certainly we could all point to instances where complexity is used to make something proprietary, to make its advocates a lot of money, you know, such and such method, um, and then to create dependency so that the fitness client keeps coming back. And I think the simplicity model, whatever else you want to say about it, is a dagger in the heart of, of, of that you know, approach where we are trying to get away from dependency and trying to get away from making it proprietary and inaccessible. So, um, yeah, I guess if you want, we can, we can, we can start there if there's anything you want to jam on. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I'll just repeat, you know, what I said earlier and we kind of jumped to it, but, um, yeah, I think it's that, uh, I'm trying to get individuals to, uh, the understanding of, you know, and, and then from the understanding into the doing, And uh, I just see from my experiences and when I look out there, it doesn't mean that my purview is the best one or that it should be the only one. But um, I think I do have some standing as a voice to kind of say, you know, what are bad ideas, right? And I I throw out the, you know, I throw out ones that you got to get really deep into it in order to see any of that, which I do see, but, you know, power grabs, you know, the commercialization, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but you know, you gotta, you gotta part, part and parcel, you know, push against those quote unquote bad or anything that's thwarting what is going to start the process of people understanding and, and starting the process for moving, 
you know, without forgetting of our previous uh, episodes that wrapped around, you know, these highlighting beacons, you know, of autonomy, right? So I, I, keep, I still keep that in the back of my head. Like what, what, what is the, what does the project look like, right? What it, to the, to the big, big solution, what's the solution to getting quote unquote, you know, everyone on board with uh, under the understanding of, and the expression of uh, being physical every day, you know? So, and it's said in different, different terms, right? Such that it leads to all these positive things. They download all these things and makes them more resilient as humans. And hopefully it, it leads to sparking of creative ideas and, you know, a new generation of warriors. <laughs> you know, it, it leads to those things. Um, and that, you know, uh, I think my time, 2022, and where my history is, I think. Uh, uh, there has to also be a voice of concern around what are the things that get in the way of that, that project. Um, so what role does simplicity play in health and fitness today for me? In my language as an educator, it makes coaches really think about what's getting in the way of people starting to understand the project. Okay. And one thing I've personally wondered about since we've had this discussion is um, the extent to which you think complexity gets in the way of people starting. So like, I often wonder, like, everyone knows they can walk, right? Mm -hmm. No matter where you are, like, people know this, this isn't like, you know, something they need to go learn to do. And I wonder, is the obstacle to them doing that? you know, people having orange theory or a 45 or whatever it's going to be. And they think, Oh, that's what I really need to be doing. Or is it just, they don't want to do it. Yeah. Um, I, I don't, I don't know if you have any thoughts there on like, what, what do you see as the main obstacle there? Cause it seems fairly intuitive to me and maybe I'm wrong on that, but I feel like everyone knows they can walk and yet yeah. they're not doing, I mean, obviously there are lots of people that are, but yeah. Awesome well, this is the big, this is the big question, right. Of, of I think, I don't know if you know what you're asking there, but we're trying to understand human behavior and human understanding of things. Right. So, um, man, uh, I, I, uh, yeah, it's, uh, I'm just, I'm overwhelmed with the concept of, right. Like what, what's, what's thwarting people on that. And, you know, I, it just comes down to, I think maybe they're, um, you know, not only the, the massive options that are available to them. Right. I mean, honestly, the, the, like just make it as simple as possible, Jimmy on the street. Right. So what, what, okay. If you were starting exercise, what should you do? Right. I mean that, uh, you know, the, the options quote unquote for the answer is again, as we go back in time, we're less and less right. As to what that looked like and what you did. And now today it's like, it really is. And I guess that could be the argument, right. It's like, is it really complex? Is there so many options? Are we in control of how people see those options? Are we in control of the culture that tries to understand those options? Are we uh, inside of that system that promotes those options and ways, you know, and, and in there inside of that, I just see, you know, a few of us sticking, sticking our heads up saying, well, oh, you know, here, here's the, here's the basic principles of all these things, you know? Um, and just, just so you know, 
it's all just, you know, resistance and it's easy aerobic room. Just give me as an example of like, it's, it's pretty simple, but from what, what all you see, you know, so uh, I'm not sure if I, I answered your question there or got at, at anything that you can continue on with for how I see it. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think, I think complexity is part of the reason that people may be confused when it comes to fitness and nutrition and maybe my underlying intuitive explanation for this, because let's be honest, this is an armchair explanation of like a fitness coach in one particular place at one particular time. I haven't done any systematic study, but when I, when I think about it and when I interact with people, I very often think like the main obstacle people encounter isn't necessarily like, Oh, I don't know. I should be walking or, Oh, I don't know. I should be eating broccoli. It's like, there's so many forces that didn't exist previously, whether it's Netflix or video games or TikTok or on the food side, like seeing 18 different drive-throughs on your way home that just make it that much harder to engage in those activities. So I see understanding or complexity being a part of the reason people aren't engaging in these fairly simple activities. But I see to me, and again, I could be wrong here and happy to have a discussion, but to me, the the count, the thing that's really making it hard for these simple things to be implemented isn't necessarily complexity on the other side. It's um, all these different other things that no other human in history has had to have as options in terms of like, oh, I've got to say no to the Dairy Queen. And then I've got to say no to the Chick-fil-A. And then I've got to, um, you know, I've got to say no to doing Netflix and TikTok and all these video games and all these other different easy things that could occupy my time as opposed to fitness or nutrition. So, yeah. Yeah. I can I say, I think I'm, I'm think I'm understanding that, uh, by all means I wrote down, you know, I think we're trying to get into where well, I'm the way I'm seeing this here is we're trying to get into understanding, uh, why someone may not be able to understand it. Um, and I think it's just, it's, it's big, you know, will, um, you know, individual responsibility, intelligence, competency levels, cognitive function, uh, current social standings, current culture. Um, you know, um, I'm not, I'm not, I, I don't know if that's this, if that's the same line of thinking, you know, what leads to complexity. I'm not feeling you on the, uh, it's because they have to with they have to withstand all these you know infarctions of you know addictions or choices. Um, I think you know let, let's back up a bit and maybe say, well, you know, um, you know, is it possible that these humans could you know over time gain knowledge to recognize what is healthy and what is uh, nutritious and what is nutrient dense and and on the understanding of the whole uh, addiction scenario or the, the hunger gain, uh, you know, hypothesis proposed by uh, Stefan Guillenet. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm not seeing, I'm not seeing that as being the, the, the only way I, I probably just, I'm probably seeing it as all of it being attributed to it being deemed as being complex. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of it. Yeah. And I mean, I, I can definitely agree. That it's hard like, to make generalized statements, right? It's like, yeah. you know, like, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's hard to make generalized statements. So, um, 
and you know, I'll give me just to give you an example for that that point of reference right there. You know, for for those who are just the age group for 45 to 60, um, you know, you at least give give effort to the to those who want to like uh really really pump the brakes on the lipid hypothesis, you know, Ansel Keys stuff and and the movie, you know. So you can see what I'm saying. It's it's you can't make generalized statements because the the 22 year old who's in their third year of nutritional science in university is just not going to have the the culture, character, social character, the 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 experience from those periods times, the like swindling, the nonconformist, the the advocacy from these institutions we've lost trust in. You see that it all bubbles up to to us like, you know, cornering that market. So when we look at, you know, Gary Tobb's book for that particular group as an example, right? We're like, oh yeah, <laughs> you know, that's fucked up, <laughs> you know? So I, th I think it's very tough for us to make, well, it's tough for me to make the generalized statements without like, you know, you know, talking about, well, does the 15 to 20 year old see it that way? Does the 20 to 30 year old see it the way? Does the, does the 60 to 80 year old see it that way? Well, why is that important in this conversation? You know? Um, yeah. No, I, I think those are all fair points. I guess what I was trying to get at, and I guess this goes back to our question of like the practical versus intellectual when it comes to simplicity, is it simplicity of understanding or simplicity of doing? And again, your, your experience with uh, fitness clients and just fitness in general is far more extensive than mine. But I would say by and large, when I meet with people, while there are some grossly mistaken assumptions about certain things from time to time, I would say on average, the vast majority of people that I talk to know like, yeah, I should be in bed by 10 PM. I shouldn't stay on TikTok for another two hours. Like I know I should be eating more vegetables. I know I should be walking. I know I should get out in the sun. So like it isn't it, now uh, there are obviously much more like in-depth in things beyond that, but like at a basic level, there's knowledge. And what I tend to see as the obstacle to that being implemented, isn't like the existence of F45 or the South beach diet or things like that. It's all these different countervailing forces that you're completely right. Like eventually can and should be overcome where like you can drive down the street and not be tempted by the, the drive-through. But um, initially to me, it seems less an obstacle of like understanding what should be done than like implementing it based on all these different things that no other human in history has had to contend with. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and again, that's, you know, what gets pulled into that is just, I don't, I don't even know how to describe the words is <laughs> just so much, you know, that's probably, um, just how I'm seeing it, but I, I picked up on what you said there for, you know, I, I'll just tell you how I would deal with that. You know, the particular client who says that, right. Um, you know, I would try to give them an understanding of in their own terms, what the difference is between knowing something and being wise to something. And there's a differential between the knowledge of and the wisdom of, right? And the wisdom of is going to be something that is actually going to make some steps towards your ultimate, ultimate future self and your goals, right? The knowledge of doesn't get you there. And I generally gen then let, let people sit there, right? I also, in that attempt, um, you know, try to give them try to give them an understanding of 
the expectations inside the teaching and the learning. You know, so like I, I'm going to be I'm going to be speaking to you what I think is best for you. Right. And here's the expectation. You are going to learn what I'm going to give to you and you're going to implement that. You know, there's those expectations. And then secondly, or sorry, third, I also in that particular conversation when individuals say that I try to um, <clears throat> educate them. Right. Educate them on. Uh, what we think should be simple things that would get us to those those new actions and those new behaviors, right? Because I I I I believe everyone has the ability to do it. And to your point, yeah, there's a lot of stuff that's preventing them from do, from doing those things. Um, but but I leave them with this: is the education of, and this is where you know it's individual for me. This. I just do this one, I think sometimes humorously. So people giggle at it and they, they're kind of like, oh, you know, that's right. This is fucking crazy. Why am I doing those fucking things? You know? Um, but I'll, I'll give them some quote unquote other stupid methods that won't work. And that's individual. Right. But uh, you see what I'm trying to do there is, is to say that um, I'm not going to, I'm not going to fall prey to giving you these real, these other options you know, in the meantime, if I'm making sense, Robbie, of how, if I'm not making sense of how I get that across to people, I just find humorous ways of doing it so that they leave going, okay, I can see that uh, you're trying to teach and I need to learn. Uh, I'm responsible for this thing. <laughs> and even though uh, you now know, you know, uh, or sorry, even now I'm telling you that I know, I don't know enough yet to get me to the point where I'm wise to this. And so th that, that then, you know, but, I, but guess what? There's they, I want them leaving still with these ideas of simplicity uh, being in place, right? As the steps that hopefully will like <clears throat> edge them toward it. So um, not, I don't, that's not probably helpful whatsoever in regards to just the particular, you know, folks that you're talking about, but I just, uh, you know, I, yeah, that's what I think about when, when, when people are are there, or you know that that ex, those experiences do happen, and that that have happened. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I think practically, yeah, when you do encounter those situations, keeping habits or things that are implemented as simple as possible, and keeping explanations as simple as possible, um, is is definitely the right the right approach. Yeah, I guess. It, yeah, it's just it's an interesting question I think about when we when we talk about simplicity with regard to understanding what should be done or simplicity with regard to doing what should be done. You know, I, I just I've always wondered, and maybe there isn't a ready answer today, but just um, you know, is complexity in understanding the obstacle to that, or is it just um, how many practical other choices there are today that kind of uh, go counter to that, but. Yeah, but that's just something I've wondered. So there may not. Yeah, 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 for sure. And I think when you then ear into the, this, will move it into a different area. But the practical choices, I think that's where again, um, I you know I kind of pump the brakes towards simplicity because whatever version people are coming up with as a as an answer, like oh I'm 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 super unique and we need to do it this way for me particularly, um, and that's just a particular avatar, but that can be the case. You know, I, I, you know, 
you know, I, I definitely lean, you know, have these conversations with them on uh, everyone being treated as an individual based upon what their potentials are and, you know, what that potential looks like. But then I also give them the story of like, well, you scrape all those things to your point of implementation and like what the practical observations are, what this project is for fitness. And I mean, I've, you know, I, I've done it successfully. So I know it actually can be that way where people see that it is quite simple. Like you scrape all the data, you know, you scrape it all and it is quite simple, you know? And so I know by saying that is quite simple is a strong statement, but again, what is my goal? My goal is to lessen the burden that this person has to contend with in order to understand, right? In order to understand fitness. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, I guess going with that idea, you know, what, what do you see as the implications of um, fitness being simple for the fitness individual versus, you know, the fitness coach? Like if we really do say it's either walking and picking up rocks or maybe something a little bit more, uh, dare I say, complex than that, um, but still fairly simple, like mm. how, how does that affect the practice of fitness for the fitness individual and the, and the fitness coach? Yeah. Well, we do need to change. I do need to change my language on walking in the sun and picking up rocks. It's very culturally inappropriate for a number of people in Northern climates or, uh, my, my buddy, uh, Marco in, um, in Finland has something to say about what that should look like for, for those. So we do need to change that. But, uh, what I think about is, um, to make it simple in the answer, uh, for the public, you know, you want, you want them to, uh, after giving them some things, right. Giving them some things of these, you know, principles that could be mantras or, you know, alliteration or heuristics, frameworks, whatever, whatever you're going to do that, like, you know, uh, makes them like, remember it. That doesn't mean they're wise to it, but remember it. So they're starting on the path to knowledge. And so you try to make it reduced down to what you think will, will make it start the process of being understandable to them. So you do make it as simple as possible for the public, for the fitness coach. I generally, uh, for this time where we are, cause 2022 is, is, you know, has to be in part to, you know, recognize that you can't make this generalized statement, right? I'm like, Oh, this is what fitness coaches of coaches should teach. This is how you should do it. But for 2022, because I'm aware of the general public's consensus of how they perceive fitness and the options and the whole system, right? I generally start with simple. So I start with simple to the coach, right? But the, the so because and also because of this, Robbie, I know I know that they're they're hoping in a number of different ways that there's a lot of complexity inside. Because gaining knowledge to them um, of this, you know, thing, it better be complex for the cost I'm spending, the time I'm spending, the cost of this, et cetera. It's like, you know, and so I do front end try to just like, if I can just visualize it to the coach, it's like, it's just these two things. And I'll just use the patterns of paces example as, as a starter, right? It's just, I mean, scrape it all and all this experience. And here you are, you just paid this money. Here's the first call. And I'm just telling you, let's just lift weights one day and do easy rope stuff the next day. And they're like, there's going to be more, right? So, but you have to start with that because, and of course, it's not just that for anyone who's 
a, a pre-CCP student. Um, I take you through a historical context of how we got to here, right? I, I take everyone through that and kind of like, this is how we got to this point. These are the things we came up with and these are the ideas that are in place. And, and uh, so I start with the simple, I make, I, 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 I get into complexity, right? Of the complex pieces. Let's just take the, as one example of that, you know, the, the five different versions of spinal stabilization in 20 years, right? Like I'll just use that as an example, right? It's been, it's all the same, but there's five different names. You see like this is a whole, that's a whole side note. I can see, I'm not sure if you're glassing over on that one, but there's, there, it looks complex, right? It's like, oh, it's really complex. All these things, right? Um, but then at the end, I finish, you know, with the call by saying, and now you can see why to your understanding, right? You need to know there's a lot of complexity in there, right? But you need to see how it all wired back to some simple principles you can pull out because that's what's most important for you to use in language to get it across to the client. So that's the endeavor I would, I would ask those partake in. If you're gonna go to the public, you know, make it simple. If you're gonna go to coaches or how I would do it, um, you know, I'd start with simple and just go through all the arguments and debate and like, no, 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 no you know, their brain is sitting there and then open it up and be like, oh, there's, there's a lot to it, right? Kind of what you and I are doing today, right? It's like, depending upon the context and where we are and how we, the time is, and then at the end, finish with like, and this is the language we want to use because to you and I, it doesn't matter, right? It's about you taking this information and trying to place it inside another human's brain. I'm not sure if there's another CCP cohort starting at the beginning of April around April Fools, but if there is, I feel like you guys should have a special edition. Oh man, series. it is. I, this, I don't think it's, obviously I don't think it's the first, I think it's the fourth. Oh, okay. Well, a special edition series of textbooks that just walk and pick up rocks on every single page. That is all. <laughs> I forget who that, uh, he's, he's funny, a conservative pundit I listen to every now and then. Gosh, he sold this book and it was, it was full of blank pages. <laughs> the Buddhist notion of emptiness or nothingness. Oh man. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, <clears throat> I mean, that's helpful. Um, I mean, one thing I do often wonder with that though is, you know, is the simplicity something, again, going back to this notion of like what we have to pedagogically do to teach clients versus like, is that the nature of the subject? So like one way you might interpret walking and picking up rocks is like, or whatever culturally appropriate version we need to change it to is like, oh, okay, well that's, that's, that's what we say to someone when they're first getting started in fitness so they can just get into it and not have to worry about paying X, Y, or Z or joining such and such gym. But when they really get into it, like we can get to more and more advanced, complex topics. It seems to me like if I were to show, show it though diagrammatically, uh, based on what you've been saying, I feel like it's something like initially to the client, walk and pick up rocks. And then like to the coach or the fitness individual, like more and more and more knowledge. And then as you get down to it, it's like, oh, on the back end too. 
walk and pick up rocks. Like after all that complexity, <laughs> you know, it's the simplicity on the other side of complexity too. Like at, at the end of it, once you've gone through all the, the science and the stuff, we're not just saying that's what you say to clients at the beginning, but actually yeah. at the very end of it, it's that uh -huh. simplicity too. Yeah, no, I definitely, let's take our idea that's been proposed before of the, you know, just uh, the OPEX gyms being known in the future as this, you know, this uh, real estate location in which people go and take three years to learn about fitness that they can use for themselves forever, right? Just that kind of idea, which is actually playing out weirdly enough in different ways, shapes or form with graduation ceremonies and like, you know, all the effort inside of teaching and learning and what that means for autonomy and et cetera. But yeah, by all means, we want that person at the end walking out, you know, and just being on the street, you know, um, and just talking to someone over dinner and be like, it's pretty simple. You know, it's pretty simple. Do you see that? But that was after that big, like, <laughs> it's all these things. And, you know, it comes back to uh, that. So yeah, I could, uh, I could see that language being there for that particular person. You guys could be the first fitness movement with like a graduation ceremony, like a PhD or like an MA. Do you know what I mean? Like you, you pay the certain amount a month and then like you graduate and then like all these other fitness yeah, dude, endeavors that's are like, hey, keep coming back. That's, yeah. There could be a degree. Yeah, you mean the client? Yeah, the, the client like the graduates client. with. Yeah, like at, yeah. at three years, like they get like a, there's like a degree. Look at me, get, I graduated from James Fitzgerald University. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah. Meaning me. Yeah. <laughs> right? It's like, <laughs> I'm a doctor <laughs> in James Fitzgerald. <laughs> yes. Dude, uh, I, I've asterisked that. I'm putting that one down as a side yeah. of something to think about because the, I've, I've created the, there's just the, just the idea out there. And, um, you know, it, it creates a lot of discomfort, but it creates at least some structure to like, well, what, what are we doing? Or what what is the project you know uh maybe it's seven years okay let's go with the seven years of what you could wrap economy around it you could see you know there's like all these things that then would just make sense for that um and I was just for another time because there's a lot of other things to think about there but thank you so much for that yeah. but yeah just like a master's program or a phd program there'd be like a time limit and you know or you know with within a certain range and then yeah oh, yeah I'm, I'm, yeah gosh Acad ac academic fitness i'm telling you james a degree you graduate there's a ceremony Man. you don't go back you don't go back to be an undergrad oh, so lower order yeah you you, right? you already do this so you graduate yeah unless you unless you try to get into a whole different topic so if you want to be a dog breeder right you got to go to school right. for that right? right but we're talking about the fitness of yourself right exactly all right. I, yeah, I, I think it's come to pass. You're so uh, proud of that too, that idea. Don't well, worry, I mean, I'll give you credit. I'll give I mean, credit. Is, is this not... I mean, this is on... I mean, this will be, you know, listened to in 2100. So, I mean... Is this not the marriage of what we've been talking about, of academics and fitness? I mean... Pretty much. Pretty much. It's the big picture. Um, another question I had that, you know, I, I was just curious your thoughts on it. I, I think we can both agree there's a lot of this in fitness, but... Do you think complexity within health and fitness is automatically a cash grab? Do you think it's automatically a, a ploy to be proprietary and create dependency? Or do you feel like there sometimes that can be the nature of certain things that are discussed or 
promulgated within fitness? Um, yeah, I think uh, I think the word always is probably, you know, or generally is what we don't want to use in there. Um, you know, um, I think I think there's a, a you know there's a lot of it that happens, and there's and and even from good intentions, you know. Um, you know, where people are thinking it's a good intention, but they just, they just play it out and play it out. It's like, oh gosh, like, you know, could have went about that a little differently. Um, so yeah, I would, I would disregard the always or generally as a, as a piece inside of that. Um, yeah. Cause you know, it, uh, it does happen though. I mean, there's, there's numerous signs of whatever. And I guess it comes down to defining what complexity is. Right. And also defining your, your view. Right. And, and uh, I'm, I'm respectful of that. I know everyone, you know, doesn't see the world of fitness the way I do. So, um, but I'm also clear with my motives on when I say those things, it's like, I just want you to like, get a little jitter on like it actually being out there. I, I don't want it to I don't want it just to be rainbows and butterflies. It's like, oh, it's all good. It's all a big project. It's helpful. Uh, and then the next thing you know, it's a simple example, which I may not, may, may not sure hits home for you, but you know, everyone's frightened to death to talk about the guy who just opened up a gym just down your street with the same name and just takes a number of your clients. It's just like, okay, so when will it become uncomfortable? <laughs> you know, when will it, when will be the, when will be the rub? on that um if you didn't connect those things together don't worry about it but it's just it's not always the case yeah no i mean i, I think i see what you're saying and i i think that is you know i'm sure at some point we'll maybe do a podcast on like business ethics which is a number which is another area of philosophy and its relation to fitness oh, but awesome yeah that's um that, that's something i've wondered about too that i think goes to your point of like you know in in and we've talked about this before, how there's a, there's, there are pushes and pulls between like the end goals of what a business should want, profitability, retention, and all these different things. Um, and differentiation, market differentiation. Mm -hmm. I got to say something unique. I got to say something different versus like the truth, mm -hmm. autonomy, individuality, you know, independence, things like that. So, I mean, I, I agree with you that it, that is a concern. Like if we're all saying the same thing, walking and picking the rocks, why the hell are there, like, why is there even any different gyms? Like what, they're all just saying the same thing. Like, why is this even a thing? So like there, there is something, whatever else you want to say about fitness, it's not like philosophy where it's an academic endeavor. It's a, for the most part, business endeavor mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. currently at least and then you know a driver of that is well how do you differentiate yourself in the market and what do you say differently and you yep. know, these pushes and pulls that pull against simplicity i guess yeah and that i mean yeah well, well let's get into it you know another time uh because it, it, it's the trust in institutions it's it, you, we got to bring in well what is vocation we're going to talk about regulation of vocation and licensure you know there's there's a whole ton of things that that come inside of that, but you just made the point, you know, so alarmingly obvious. I hope to listeners is that, you know, although this seems like a generalized statement, it is true. Anyone can become a trainer, and anyone can make recommendations on fitness and nutrition, you know. And that, and there's 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 nothing that are keeping people, no matter if it's secret or backdoor down a hallway, malls, whatever. 
there's not a big project that's holding all that thing together um, with regards to what you can say and, and do not say. So that one human that's in this particular air park, right, can get 12 different versions, right, of their perspective of what fitness is and how to even start the process to do that. Right. I look forward right. to that. Yeah, no, I think that'd be a good one. Mm -hmm. uh, I have other questions on simplicity, but I also wanted to make sure just because I know time-wise, I want to see, like, are there any other topics you wanted to jam on with simplicity or any other things that you think we should... Uh, no, um, but I'm uh, looking at the the uh, final one there. I'm not sure that won't won't take too much time, but it's worth discussing uh, for your your uh, good points on, um, or you could set it up and then. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, I was just wondering. I mean, and again, this depends on like how broadly we define health and fitness. Are we just talking about physical health? Are we talking about mental health as well? Mm -hmm. um, that don't admit of simplicity. So you know, things that you and I are familiar with from our forays into FDN or you know, mental health and wellness and things like that. You know, to take just maybe uh, an extreme example, like an, an individual isn't going to BLG harder uh, And for those who don't know what that means. Just basic lifestyle guidelines like you know, chew their food, get rhythm, get out in the sun, sleep, you know, uh, they're not going to do that harder and work their way through their dad dying at three or sexual assault. And like, I think about that, not just in terms of like what happens today, but just even like 2000 years ago, 10,000 years ago, like all the, I, I think BLGs and like having physical health is tremendously important for one's mental health. It may be necessary, but I don't know that it's sufficient to deal with that. Um, things that are more, relevant today, you know, chronic Lyme disease, heavy metal toxicity, um, you know, BLGs are fantastic and important and these simple, like straightforward things are great. And they're certainly necessary to help you get out of these situations, but ultimately some more complex things, potentially like testing or supplements um, may be necessary. So I didn't, I didn't know if you had any thoughts one way or the other, or if that's going outside the purview of what we would define as health yeah. and fitness. Yeah, it is, but yeah, it is, but it's a good, I think it's a good lump in. Um, I, uh, yeah, you wouldn't, I certainly wouldn't hope people to fall in love with, a being a, an ass kicking BLG or in the Northeast United States and then end up having chronic Lyme disease. It's not something that would, uh, you know, but, but it is the case, but I think, you know, uh, uh, it might be in the area where it's, you know, it's getting outside of the lane for the simplicity we would want to use inside of most, you know, let's call it fitness, because we got to consider for the, for the, you know, the examples you had given, although it's tough to create data on that, but I am aware of the chronic Lyme disease global numbers. Um, and uh, it's the, you got to talk about effect size, right? Like who, how many are we actually talking about? How many actual people? And then, cause that has to be inside of the global collective conversation for fitness, you know? And so that's where I think that, you know, if you, um, as a coach, um, yeah, you should not expect to have the tools, uh, or the competencies to deal with something like that. And I will also say, you know, your basic BLGs, no matter how elite you are coaching them or how elite the person is trying to be good at them, it's not going to fix those particular things. Now. I could side note over here another time, maybe just coffee and you and I talk about some of the deeper aspects of the BLGs, right? Which are actually a naturopathic version of basic lifestyle guidelines, right? So that, that can like do all those other things and maybe have some impact on some of those areas and a little air over to the side. Chronic Lyme disease would be a very difficult one, but you know what I'm saying? 
Uh, so yeah, I think it's two things there. We got to discuss effect size when we're talking about those particular instances. And then you'll just land on it that it's like, geez, I certainly hope that you don't have to, uh, you don't have to deal with that a lot. And then, you know, um, to, uh, to answer your question indirectly at the end of that spiel is that, uh, yeah, simplicity is not going to be the only thing that's going to create wisdom of those particular, you know, um, changes. Yeah. Not just knowledge because knowledge doesn't matter to the person who has that and, and may need some particular things, medicines and nutraceuticals or things like that. Yeah. Yeah. And that's kind of a, you know, out there extreme example, but I mean, to take things that are a bit more prevalent today, like autoimmunity in America is like 50, 60 million people uh, mm. and, and increasing um, environmental toxicity, you know, mm. like something that humans never ever had to deal with on the scale we have to today. Um, so just, just thinking about like, yeah, the nuanced ones, I think that, you know, I was just saying that we, we can, you know, it'll probably get, that's why I said coffee talk between you and I in the office together. I think you're bringing up some that, you know, I, I don't know, I'll beat the drum really heavy, but it's going to take a long time for me to explain it on uh, natural methods, right? Natural methods and naturopathy and the deep underpinnings of that. Um, Cause that's what bubbles up to get the BLGs. Right. And so, you know, I can go on and on with the examples you can come up with or what we're going to move from this chronic Lyme disease to autoimmune issues. And right in there, it's really, it's really gray, but then I'll, but then I'll, you know, I'll continually say, then, then what are you doing? Right. What are you doing is so special, right? Like, do you, you know, and I'll, I'll just argue continuously of isolated nutrient, you know, the changes and the knowledge of changing up, you know, the gut with natural methods, you know, that doesn't necessarily require isolated nutrients and going, you know, going downstream to upstream from that, you know, so it's a, so yeah, and, and I don't want to just, yeah, I just think it's a, it's probably just for you and I to jam on, or we could pull it out and, and talk about a particular nuanced area of that and then see, you know, maybe it's not in the context of simplicity and complexity, maybe it's in a different one, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, 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 that might be under the uh, business ethics one, because you're talking about like, what are you responsible for? If, if, you know, and do you to the point to take this idea, maybe some of the tools that I think are going to help people in their simple forms are actually gonna be more detrimental. And so we could bring up those nuanced pieces. And that's kind of like in your lane out of your lane. But I think right. that goes under business ethics. Yeah. Yeah, no, I completely agree. Um, it's saying my Mac is about to sleep soon. Let me get my AC adapter and then I'll come back and I'll wrap up. All right. It's like we're living on the edge. <clears throat> we're crazy. We're like, uh, what is it called? Uh, yeah, we're just living on the edge. We, we start every episode with like 18%. We're just like, let's do this. Let's, let's put it together. Keep other windows open. Keep YouTube just rolling in the background. Yep. Oh, man. Like the, oh, uh, the Hanukkah candles. Freedom, freedom fighter. Freedom. freedom. <laughs> Bad <laughs> choice of words. <laughs> Anyways, you understand. So, uh, yeah, just to wrap up. We were talking about simplicity and fitness today. We talked about simplicity in 
uh, technology in life and philosophy and science, whether it's a desirable state of affairs, is it just equivalent to do no harm where it sounds great in theory, but like what it actually means in context can be more complex. Can there be ways in which simplicity goes awry? Can, you know, we try to make something simple that's not. And I think something that we landed on that's important to recognize is just this distinction between like pedagogically what we need to do either as coaches or educators, educators as te or teachers to help someone understand something in the first place versus what is the simplicity or, or complexity of the inherent subject uh, itself. And yeah. then uh, we talked about fitness uh, and health with regard to simplicity and this notion of like, hey, as we're trying to get people into it, one of the main barriers we have to remove is this notion of like, it has to be, you know, mixed modal workouts and, you know, crazy equipment versus just like, hey, patterns and pacing, lift some stuff on one day and, you know, basic aerobic stuff on the other day and just some basic lifestyle uh, guidelines. And uh, perhaps that not just being the entry point to uh, a new client getting into this stuff, but perhaps at the end of, fitness coach mastery, recognizing that that's all that ever came down to even after complexity, which is a very interesting idea. So uh, yeah, those are some of the things we talked about today. Yeah, that was really well summarized. I'll just hit on the point again of uh, just being careful of using the keep it simple, stupid, you know, uh, statements uh, and, and just layering that on top of what fitness is. Um, I think it's contextual for who you and I are and what we're discussing versus, you know, getting that information to the public and what are the first steps in order to do that. And uh, to reiterate your starting statement on, you know, the understanding, right? Understanding uh, and, and the doing in a, in, a, in a public, general public's eyes is really impor important to me. Um, and doesn't mean that I also am not sitting in the scientific, technical complexity realm of it, you know, mashing it and, you know, playing with it. Um, so I think it was very helpful to go through it in that, in that order and that manner. And which I'm always happy about, uh, there's some things in there uh, that you've given to me that I appreciate on the uh, graduation ceremony, as well as, um, and what that looks like, as well as the uh, philosophy of business ethics you know, down the road, which I think there's, there's a lot in there because I just last point on it too. I really feel that, you know, 2022 is going to be a big part of that conversation because of, you know, what I also see happening with a particular, you know, cohort of individuals, which is a huge number of them and their intentions in doing fitness is that they want others to see that they're doing fitness and so that is then, that is then, you know, I think that they're, they're trying to, you know, sell the fact that look at, look at this, this is really complex. Look at me, you know, overcoming all these things and it's really complex, you know what I'm saying? And that, so that's why I'm seeing, we'll sip in, sneak in here between this conversation and the business ethics conversation, which I'm excited to do. Yeah, me too. Alrighty. Thanks, Robbie. We'll uh, chat with you uh, next time. Excellent. Looking forward to it.